The following podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. So you know how there was a text being sent at the end of the last installment? Well, of course I remember it. I was here the whole time. Well, it looks like it was Lydia sending it. Uh-huh. It was just as I suspected. I'm getting pretty good at this. Who's that knocking on my door? Who's that running across the floor? Who's that making ruckus now? Who's that? Look, it's Billy. Billy, sit your ass down. This week's cast of characters includes Lydia, Pastor Jacobs, Ed, and Jessica. Here we go. We open up the story at Pastor Jacobs' house, where Lydia is very upset because she hasn't been able to reach Ed in days. Listen here, Edward Prattner. If you don't start answering my calls, you're going to force my hand, and you won't like the solution I come up with. Jessica has a right to know what her husband is up to. Or maybe I'll just tell my husband instead. I came very close to doing it at Starbucks that day. No, creeping around. When did you get here? Just a moment ago. So, you finally got back from spending time with Frederick. How is my favorite parishioner? Oh, he's well. We are very lucky to have him. The way he tickles those ivories, he could really be a professional musician. Did I mention? He's good with a hammer and a nail, too, just like Jesus. I'm sure the likeness ends there. He works for Habitat for Humanity from time to time, always doing God's work with those hands. I bet that must be nice for you. I let that one slip. Oh, not that you were interested, but I had my mother take the kids to her house for a few days. I thought it would give us some time to catch up, you know, chat like we used to, when we could still stand the sight of one another. Oh, what a perfectly revolting idea. What in God's name made you think of that? And for your information, I knew my children weren't here. I know where they are at all times. Pretty much. Anyway, I spoke with your mother. All right now. I thought I was being helpful by giving you a little break from your parental duties. Have some time for yourself. Are you always on that phone? You're as bad as the children. And where are you going now? How are we going to conversate with you in the other room? I'll just be a minute. And how many times do I have to tell you the word conversate doesn't exist? You sound squeamishly ineloquent. Or as you would say, trifling. Me? Trifling? I'm not the one knocking boots in the back seat of a car. See, that's what I mean. Who says knocking boots? All of that slang is unbecoming of a man of your <laughs> supposed stature. Is that my harlot of a wife finally concerned about appearances? Isn't that special? Oh, come here. It makes no sense that you're always going in another room just to send a text. 
Why is that, darling? Are you talking to me, Pastor? That's silly. Who else would I be talking to, dear? I suppose I was thrown by the terms of endearment. Can we try being civil for a change? Your defensive nature is more telling than you'd like. I'm getting the impression you're plotting something, lovey. It's hard to tell given your generally conniving behavior. Hand over your phone. I want to take a look at this top secret correspondence. I will not. That's my private property, and you lost the right to know any of my business long ago. You call yourself my husband. When was the last time we had sex? Oh, Lydia, must you focus on that? It's so unseemly. I get it. I can't remember that far back either. Oh, I know. Exactly nine months before the birth of our last child. That's where you're wrong. I'm still your husband and the head of this household. Everything here, including you, belongs to me. It's my sovereign right. I suppose being considered chattel is a bit of an upgrade given the circumstances. Does Frederick know about this unfortunate aspect of your personality? I mean the hypocritical part. Not to be confused with the downright fraudulent part. Let me think. Yes, just two parts. That covers it. I don't think I can allow you to carry on this way. This constant embarrassment. All the silliness about Frederick. It's just too much for me. Too much for the congregation. You know, I'm responsible for the moral fiber of us all. Especially you. <laughs> moral fiber. I think I've heard it all. The pastor backhands Lydia, throwing her off balance from the intensity of the impact, and snatches her phone from her fingers as she staggers to brace herself against the wall. Is that all you've got? Aha! Uh -huh. What's this? Planning to meet someone at the construction site? Well, now, that must be your contractor friend, Ed. That's right. This thing has been going on for months. We've been knocking boots in the car, in the motel. Hell, I was going to do it in the rectory. But he said no. The pastor wraps his talon-like fingers around Lydia's throat, squeezing until he hears the scraping of the bones in her neck. Her eyes look as if they'll push out of their sockets as she feebly rides, clawing at his arms, attempting to pull his hands away. Soon enough, the tension in her muscles wanes, and her eyes begin to shudder. Leaning, leaning on the Over at the Prattners, where the general ambiance is far more affable, Jessica hears the familiar ping from Ed's phone, which she has been monitoring a lot more closely after the recent developments. Tears begin to well up in Jessica's eyes as she sees, Meet me at 8, construction site, L. Moments later. Hon, is that my phone? No, dear. It was just the TV. Are you okay? Of course. Why wouldn't I be? Meet us back here in two weeks to see what's going to happen next. I don't know, but I'm getting the impression that it can't be very good. Be a lippy. <laughs>